I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good evening, Anwar. Good evening. For, it's almost evening. But I hi. Mean, when does evening start for you? I thought evening started at five. When does evening start? I always thought it started at six. Oh, well, it's 549. So by the time this is over, it'll be evening. Yeah, close enough. Is this day? Is it day? I sh- I'm wearing pajamas. Oh, well. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I hope you are all doing well. Uh, I am excited about today's episode. I'm excited, too. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's here. I know. You're you're you must be like jumping at the gills for this. I am jumping at the gills. Is that, is that the is that the saying? I don't. I've never heard it before, but I like it. What is like something? I'm <laughs> um, chomping it, at the bit. There's that, but there's something about gills. I thought. Uh, if, uh, there's you can be green at the gills. No, maybe I'm combining things. Maybe it is chomping <laughs> at the bit, but then I just threw in the gills in there because why not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you can say whatever uh, colloquialism that comes into your head, honestly. Sure, uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, all I can find on Google here is fed to the gills, but we're getting off topic. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, yes. Disney news. So, oh, well, I mean, before we we talk about Disney news, we should say what movie we're doing. What movie are we doing? This is Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping our, Beauty! Our third infamous Disney princess. I mean, she's beyond infamous. She is famous. She is famous yeah. as hell. Yeah, famous, famous, famous. Famous yeah. Aurora. But uh, first, there's a whole bunch of Disney news. Um, do you yes. Do you have some? Uh, I've got some tiny bits of news, like some just some quick notes, and then um, and then I guess we can get onto like the big topic stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just real quick, uh, quick headlines. Um, apparently it is currently Princess Week celebration oh, at hey. Disney Parks, and so they're highlighting a bunch of Disney princesses. Uh, they're going to be doing something from the Aulani Resort out in uh, uh, Florida. Uh, featuring Moana, it looks like. Uh, so that's cute. Uh, yeah. So they're doing that. Uh, there, there was a feature on uh, Cinderella. So it looks like they're just featuring Disney princesses. I, I think it's like every like every day they're choosing a different princess. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's nice. And uh, earlier this week was Tiana on Monday to kind of kick things off. And actually, that brings us to kind of the major or one of the major topics of it. Uh, we got we finally got kind of an update on. Uh, the Princess and the Frog attraction. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I think because I think I think that's officially stuff. I think that's officially started. Yeah, well they they've planned it all out apparently, and I we they released some new concept art and some new um concept that uh, I'm very eager to see because in my opinion the concept they're talking about did not work very well in the Great Movie Ride, but um, mm. what are you talking about? Oh, like. The fact that they've started like actually working on it, like, because I think I, I think I saw a headline saying that they put up uh, uh, scaffolding around Disney World's pl- uh, Splash Mountain for refurbishment. Oh, did they? At least that's what the headline says. But holy I, heck, I didn't see about that. I saw a bunch of other Splash Mountain stuff yesterday, but I didn't see that. That's cool. But I'm just not sure if this is refurbishing 
like, I don't know if they're just, like, fixing Splash Mountain itself. Well, I mean, I read on Reddit that they weren't fixing the broken animatronics in the Disneyland version of Splash Mountain because of the refurbishment. So I can't imagine they'd refurbish the mountain that they're just going to Princess and the Frogify. It seems like Bob Chapek wouldn't want to do that because it would affect his bottom line. I mean, what if Chapek! Sorry, go ahead. I mean, I I feel like if... Well, because Splash Mountain's not closed. No, it's not closed. The idea was to keep it open for a while until everything was finalized and then refurbish it. But it's not like it was going to open refurbished or anything after the pandemic. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, no. I think it. I think they're just fixing up the actual Splash Mountain ride itself in Disney World. I don't think they're. Yeah, I think they're just doing like like some general refurbishment maintenance. It looks like that's fascinating. I'm sure yeah. they wouldn't be maintaining anything that wouldn't be relevant to the new ride. Like I just genuinely, as much as I like, frankly, I I despise Bob Chapek, and just like I've been increasingly despised despising CEOs since Michael Eisner. But like mm-hmm. I can't imagine him doing something that would be just throwing money down the drain. Um, yeah, like because refurbishing ultimately... like Br'er Fox, for example, would be pointless. Yeah, because ultimately they're going to get rid of it anyway. So like I I, yeah. I think I think it may just be exterior stuff yeah i'm yeah. cool with that yeah, fine. i can't wait to like ride that ride eventually one day like i'm very curious to how it's going to turn out did you hear about the live actors uh are they doing live actors yeah yes, they are yes they are because uh so you watched the video right i watched the video and i also read another article that i found linked somewhere on reddit but i don't remember where it was or what it is now sorry yeah, but um, okay. i know a little bit of stuff from the article too okay so to catch everyone up uh, it's no surprise that uh, Splash Mountain is being uh, effectively converted into a ride themed after Princess and the Frog. This has been in the, this has been a thing for like a while now. I'm so um, happy about it. I know a lot of people's favorite ride is Spra- Splash Mountain, but you know what? Eh. It's been racist the whole time. You know what else? The story has never been clear. You know what else? What else? The animatronics and lights are always broken and it's really hard to refurbish. So you know what? I don't even care. I don't even mind. I don't even yeah. mind if they get rid of Zippity Doodah, which they have from all the Esplanade music as well. And you know what? Fine. Good riddance. There. <laughs> I said it. Well, uh, yeah. So they're converting it into a ride themed uh, after Princess and the Frog. Now, it was always kind of... I was always kind of curious as to how they were going to do it. Uh, I had thought it was going to be just like a simple uh, kind of ride through similar to... Splash Mountain, yeah. in which you would I thought just it was going to be basically the stuff. same. Yeah, like, but apparently, yeah. it's going to be like super immersive. You're going to have live actors like taking you on like a whole journey and everything. And Tiana and Naveen, but like, here's my yeah. question: Do like do they have? Um, because funnily enough, Anwar and I just workshopped a piece of theater that had this exact same problem with boats leaving from the dock every minute two minutes how Mm -hmm. are they going to reset the actors are they going to have different actors playing tiana and naveen throughout and just hope that we're chill with that or does each boat get their own tiana and naveen i'm very curious yeah because like i when i was when i initially saw the update about it because there's a video they released that delves really really nicely into it they show concept art they show a bunch of other art uh and everything and i had thought it was just going to be like animatronics just kind of like leading you in the direction you know how which i was fine with but yeah yeah which is totally fine like any like any disney princess ride like snow white Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. like what what other princesses even exist i would (laughs) mermaid like little like little like like little ariel's ride Mm -hmm. that sentence got away from me but you know what i meant yeah and so 
yeah the, the this article here says it's like uh as seen in this latest rendering of the attraction the story will take place after the final kiss as naveen and lewis join tiana on her latest adventure hosting a one-of-a-kind mardi gras celebration where everyone is welcome during which some original music inspired by songs from the film will bring yeah, guests into the story it's all a sequel yeah, and Tiana is leading the way, and fans will be able to encounter old friends and make new ones along the way as well. But here's a question, though. Um, here's a spoiler for Princess and the Frog. If you didn't see it, it's been out since <laughs> 2009. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Facilier went to hell, to actual hell, at the end yes. of that movie. Is he yes. gone now? I would assume I... so. I mean, like, I don't imagine they're going to include him in the ride. They have no like, reason to. Maybe he escapes from hell. Because here's my thing, Anwar, is like... If they we don't go up the final lift hill to mm-hmm. are you ready are you ready like that I think that's a big um, missed opportunity frankly. Well, I in mean, my opinion. I mean, it's such a I good don't know. Song. It's a great song, yeah, but it it wouldn't fit because especially the if this is supposed to take place after all of that's happened, it makes no sense for them to to have. Dr. Facilia on the ride anyway. Or, right? well, I mean, it has to have an antagonist, right? Because, like, that final Does lift it hill, it's, it's like a negative thing. I have a hunch they're going to keep those two vultures and give them new dialogue. That's what I think. Because hmm. they're iconic. To me, the most iconic things in that ride. But, like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just think, like, they're not going to put any of the songs from the original movie in the ride? That's, like, that's wild. That's very creative. I just, I'm surprised. Well, they may have some songs from the original. But I think I think the idea is they're going to have original songs. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. I'm just saying, like. Like brand new songs. All brand new songs. It's just funny for a ride to be an entire sequel to the movie mm-hmm. i can't wrap my head around it i just can't wrap my head that that around them doing that like i i would yeah. i would buy it more and i'm not saying it's bad i'm just surprised like that's mm-hmm. all you know but like if they came down that lift hill at the end and then they had like a new ending song showing what happened to tiana and naveen afterwards tiana rather and naveen afterwards and tiana and naveen were st- st- uh, standing on that riverboat you know the one that looks like the mark twain at the end with the can can dancing chickens yes I would totally get that, and I wouldn't be confused. I'm just confused that, like, this is an entirely original story. That's... That is wild. With live actors? That's... I yeah. can't... I cannot picture in any way what's going to happen, which is, of course, their intention. But, like, Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's, how? Yeah. Boats leave every minute. Well, how are they having actors in there? I don't get it. Like, literally, are they going to cast quadruplets as Tiana? I need to know the T. <laughs> Anna. <laughs> I see what you did there. No, I don't deserve any chuckle for that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, because, like, well, because this is the first time we've had a ride based off a princess not be a storybook ride. Yeah, which is awesome, right? but I need to know. But this isn't the first time we've had a ride based off a property be a sequel, because technically the Incredicoaster is kind of a sequel. Yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, it's, it's, like, it's a, like... Yeah, it's like a soft sequel in that, like, there... There is no real story. It's just that Jack Jack escapes, but yeah, yeah, doing but, that. yeah. So they were able to kind of do something fun, and and it with it being a roller coaster, they didn't have to worry about having like set pieces and things like that, right? But for uh, for them to do this kind of ride using this kind of concept, basically a storybook ride, but a but with an original story is so very interesting, and I'm genuinely I'm genuinely interested to see how they uh how they pull it off 
Me too. That's gonna, I'm the, really yeah. interesting. Interested to know. Also, I don't give any credit to Bob Chapek for this at all. I know Bob Iger is the one who greenlit it, and Chapek, you're still on my list. But also, like, none of this is his idea. <laughs> at least not exactly. from what none I've of seen. This is his idea, Bob Chapek's like, only idea is ruining my good time. <laughs> my <laughs> like, it looks like. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have a list here. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Carmen Smith, the creative executive, vice president, inclusive strategies for Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, Charita Carter, senior producer for Walt Disney Imagineering. And Marlon West, VFX producer for Walt Disney Animation, Animation Studios. Uh, so yeah, and all of them are black, which is really cool. Yeah. So yes. This is me snapping is my fingers. Yes. Uh, yeah, and apparently Marlon West uh, was one of the original VFX supervisors on the, the movie itself who came back for this project. So that's really cool to see. So, yeah. yeah. It's nice to have uh, people uh, kind of come back for this project who, like, not only worked on it, but are also, like, super just really, really excited to continue Tiana's story. You know, I think it's yes. really cool. Yeah, to continue... Uh, just her as a character and have her be more prevalent, you know, being uh, the first princess of color. Well, no, Pocahontas. No, was I mean the, the first, first black princess. The first black. I mean, princess, you got right? uh, Pocahontas. You've got. I mean, if you want to count Na- Nani from Lilo and Stitch, you've got. Well, she wasn't a princess, but she was. No, the first she's a princess you... of my heart. Um, <laughs> you got yeah, she's, Mulan. Def- she's definitely. Uh, uh, Hawaiian. Yeah, and yeah, Mulan, yeah. that's right. You're right. I mean, Mulan's technically not a princess, but she is part of the Disney True. princess line because princess applies to like the fire in your spirit, not exactly yeah. your royal line- lineage. What are other that's, Disney princesses yeah. here? I don't know. But I, I know there's, they, they've tried. Mm-hmm. Not super effectively. Jasmine. Jasmine, you're right. How could I forget Jasmine? Well, because she's wearing a tummy top the whole time. and Yeah, but also if you're in the desert. You really think you're going to wear a full-length dress? I mean, technically. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak for a lot of it, but that's why there's so many layers in cl- desert clothes, because it actually keeps the heat Oh, on. yeah, that's true. And actually, yeah, it, the, yeah, people in the Middle East do wear, like, full clothing. But I'm silly for fussing about it because I'm obsessed with Jasmine's costume, and I'm sad mm-hmm. they made it more mo- modest for the parks, though I understand why they did. Middle-aged mm. dads who can't keep from copping a feel. I see you. Yep. I, I yep. know it was you, and I know it was your fault, just like Jack Sparrow's not around because of all you thirsty wine moms grabbing his ass. Stop doing that. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts today, Anwar. I have I a know, lot of thoughts apparently. about a lot of things. <laughs> what else? Oh. I mean, um, I'm just, I'm obsessed. I cannot wait to see Splash Mountain. I will do anything to go on that ride very soon after it opens. Except yes, for I'm... wait in a virtual queue. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, that's one of the big pieces of info that I've got. or One biz- one of the big pieces of Disney news that I've got. Uh, I think another big piece of Disney news that we've got uh, coming is uh, the announcement of the Disney Genie, which I don't think we covered last week. J-Pack! I don't think we talked about it, but like I've been mad about it for days, so let's talk about it. 
Yeah. It's like okay. Bob Chapek keeps emailing me and he keeps saying, Fairleth, why won't you say nice things about me on the podcast? And I say, Bob, like the the one like as soon as you can go one week without cheesing me off, then like I will say something nice about you on the podcast. And like weirdly mm-hmm. enough, I've never been able to say something nice about him on the podcast. Sir, you look like Mr. Potato Head and your <laughs> heart is a cash box. Go, Anwar. That's pretty great. Yeah, so the Disney Genie is kind of this next uh step in basically Disney uh like the Disney Parks Corporation or whatever they are basically taking old concepts and just like rebranding them as something new because basically the Disney Genie I mean like is more or less Max Pass. It's really. ma- it's basically Max Pass but now Fast Passes are gone. Yes, because right? you can only acquire Fast Passes if you purchase the Disney Genie Plus service. Exactly. So it's like it's it's yeah. Max Pass, but with no free Fast Pass option. So either you're rich and you can afford Max Pass or like Genie for everybody, or you're a plebe like me and have to stand in the standby line. Mm-hmm. But you know, it like whatever, man. You know, yeah. I'm looking at Reddit right now because I've queued up a whole bunch of different Disney news for myself. And one of the comments here, um, and I don't want to spoil under what article it is because I'm very excited to tell you about, is just a whole um, parody of Agatha all along. But um, it's it's about Bob Chapek. <laughs> That's pretty great. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Bob Chapek all along. Like that. I can't. I can't. Yeah. You, you just you talk about Bob Chapek. I can't. I can't be objective about this at all. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it was funny because when I was watching it, because they released a video basically being like, yes, this is the new thing. It's going to be great. I mean, like, I love the idea that you can make a schedule and you can basically plan your day. I love, I do, I, I do like that because I do like that you can be like, hey, here's the stuff that we want to hit. Uh, Counterpoint. Do you mm. want to be glued to your phone all day and Disneyland Wi-Fi is shitty and we're international and we'll be roaming? I mean, you can, I mean... Uh, you can get pretty solid roaming packages, but I see your point. And, but the other thing is, is that it's not like you don't have the, the scheduling option is not mandatory. I do think that it, I do think that it's nice for people who want to be able to make the most out of their visit, right? Like for people who are, who can only be there for maybe two days, you know, they can basically cram in as much as they can in order to make the most out of their visit, right? So I, That's I like the, said. I like, I like the concept, and I like, and I like that idea. Yeah, um, me too. Also, yeah. your nails look incredible. Anwar's gesticulating a lot, so I've got to describe to you what I'm seeing. Is this <laughs> marvelous person talking with their hands and like? I just talk with my hands a lot. Purple metallic manicure, incredible. Go ahead, Anwar. I mean, Anwar. it's it's super it's super chipped and faded, but I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you through webcam, um, sure. and like you know, webcams make everything ten times more flattering. All right. It's true. Oh, you don't know that about webcams? Oh my gosh. Apparently, no, I don't. Oh yeah, that's a secret. That's a woman's secret. Webcams oh. make you look amazing. Ah, that explains a lot then. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah, so it seems like the scheduling opportunity is able to uh, is available for both the regular uh, non paid version as well as the plus version. Uh, so at least that's nice. I think I, I think in general, actually, I, I'm staring at the list right now. Maybe I should just read it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so some of the features are you get itinerary updates from morning to night. So basically you make your itinerary and they're like and then they will send you like 
push notifications being like, hey, here's how you can adjust your thing to make it better kind of thing, right? Uh, you can find your favorites, so you can like uh, pin some of the stuff that you that you know you really want to hit, and then uh, that'll it'll help you prioritize. Um, yeah, so just a lot of things about uh, uh, scheduling. Uh, you can join virtual queues at certain attractions, make dining and experience reservations, mobile order food at any location, and get help from a virtual assistant. Uh, again, that's all uh, that's all featured in like the base version. Uh, the Disney Genie Plus service, which is available for purchase, uh, which is similar to MaxPass in that it costs a certain amount per day. Uh, Disney World, it's $15 a day. And at Disneyland, it's 20 a day. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why it's... I don't know why it's different. Maybe because Disneyland is smaller. Although, then shouldn't it be less? Yeah, that doesn't know. make any sense to me. I don't know why they would charge more at one park and less at the other. I don't know. Um, yeah, and so you can use basically what's called the Lightning Lane entrance, which when they were describing it to me, I was like, cool, so basically Fast Pass entrance? So just the Fast Pass entrance. <laughs> it's like, so you took this thing and then just renamed it, and we're like, look at this new thing, and it's like, it's that's- It's got alliteration new. and electricity in it. Please, <laughs> give us your money. And I mean, yeah. I will, I'm just gonna be grumpy about it, Bob. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, and, uh, and this one gives you, I think, uh, what's it called? Uh, selection for this lightning lane, quote unquote. I'm using big air quotes because it's fucking fast pass. Like, there's nothing new about it. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. It's like yeah. we know it's paid fast pass. You yeah, yeah, exactly. Dicks. Uh, but yeah, for things like Haunted Mansion, uh, Big Thunder Mountain, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, basically like the kind of like the bigger ticket items, like the ones that are super popular. Yeah. Uh, which again was available at before anyway. So anything that had a fast pass before, I think, is basically just under this lightning lane uh, moniker now. Um, yeah, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Max Pass service will remain as well, uh, from the Disneyland Resort. Uh, and also you get these interesting, like, Disney Parks themed audio experiences. Yeah, which, sounds cool. Which I'm like, okay, but like, I'm, I'd much rather just listen to the ambience of the park. That's the thing, right? Like, this is, it's getting a little complicated for me. Like, I feel like yeah, and like, you can all do, of like, this is augment- great. Go ahead. And you can do like these augmented reality selfies. Like there were clips of it where they were showing people taking selfies and it had like Mickey and Minnie popping up behind you kind of thing, like all animated in augmented reality, which I, again, I think is okay. But you can go meet Mickey and Minnie. But just go meet Mickey and Minnie. Like, yeah. Anyway. It seems like a lot of complication. There are many people in this world, starting honestly, like from our generation, who are not super competent with smartphones. Like, I myself, my smartphone is fairly new. It does not read QR codes. And I'm getting increasingly frustrated with the amount of time that society is currently requiring me to be glued to my phone. So I'm not really psyched that on my vacation, I don't have the option of leaving my phone behind if I want to have a maximally like a maximally good experience I I wish I I I, and I mean I think this will be great but I wish I could just chill with no phone sometimes yeah no that's fair because yeah because like sometimes you just want to put the phone away and just be like yeah I just want to be present yeah, and I just want to go from attraction to attraction. I don't want to. I don't want to plan out. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's nice. And I mean, one of the re- things the annual pass holders were complaining about when the annual pass program was canceled, Bob Chapek, was that they can't just go to the park and have a chill time and see where the wind takes them. And mm-hmm. I think honestly, that would be my dream way of experiencing the park. Like I, I like 
my plan when I went this year, if I still get to go pandemic, it was to like have dining reservations and then not plan out the whole day so that I could Mm -hmm. just like experience it more spontaneously because to me, that's more fun. Yeah. But if you can't experience it spontaneously because there are so many people with um, the genie program on their phones, then that's that's a little of a bit of a problem to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Just in a sort of like general way, it, it makes to me that makes the vacation much more stressful. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong and I'm talking out of my butt. I don't know. Well, no, I don't think, I don't think you have, I think you have a point. Uh, I just also think that like, it's going to suck because especially if you go in a group, it's going to be difficult to make those kinds of plans. If like only one person has like the app and is like, Oh, like you can do the scheduling thing. Sure. For basically everyone, Mm -hmm. because as long as you kind of stick all in the group, but unfortunately you won't be able to do, to be like, okay, so we're all going to get these fast passes or, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, well, well that's the thing. Does everybody do... need to have it on their phone? Because that's $20 per person in a family. Yeah. Or I does mean, one person not. have it and you link your tickets? Because right now you link tickets and you all get in the same virtual queue. But like, does everybody have to pay 20 bucks a day? Because suddenly like that's very expensive is all. Well, you might not actually. If that, I if, hope not. If that's the case, like if you can link tickets and stuff like that, like I, yeah. maybe not. And like if you have one person basically pay, paying the food order. And then everybody just like pays that person back kind of thing, you know, like you can still do all of the food order on one app and just get all the food all at once, especially if you know you're going to be hanging around each other for like the whole day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's fair. I honestly, my, my complaints are all like, I'm sure someone brought this up in a brainstorming meeting and they dealt with <laughs> it, but, yeah. um, anyway. or maybe they didn't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. they did open that one ride that featured Drew Carey. What was that called? The the Superstar oh, Limo my ride? Oh, God. Superstar Limo. How did that happen? So, so a lot know, of people let that happen. I mean, it was Michael Eisner, but a lot of people. He's like, yeah, he was like, oh, hey, let's give everybody an experience of what it's like to be in LA and be like an A-list person. And it's like, cool. Your ride is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful. Your ride is terrible. Absolutely. It is like, oh, my God. OK, if if any of you listening have have if you've never watched a ride through of Superstar Limo for for the record, Superstar Limo only lasted for what? A few months? A hot second. Uh, like, you should watch a ride through of Superstar Limo. It's it is fucking bonkers. And uh, if you have been to California Adventure, you may recognize it because after it, it so tragically died, they reskinned it into the Monsters, Inc. ride. So if you go yes. to the Monsters Inc. ride, all of the animatronics are all the same animatronics that they use. They just reskin them. It's very funny to me. Mm-hmm. And they use the same cars. The same oh, yeah. ride system is all the same. Everything is the same. Except they Drew just... Carey isn't there. That's true. But and and you don't get yelled at by some weird puppet guy on a screen in your in your cab, which is right? very oh very which was terrifying. My God. Yeah, just go go look up. Uh, you know, I'll link a video of the ride through, but <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, it's man. wild! It is I just, so wild. I looked up the dates just now. Opening date February eighth, two thousand one. Closing date January eleventh, two thousand two. It did not even make it a year that's until it started funny. being replaced. Oh, where it's funny oh, to me. God, California Adventure was such a disaster in the beginning. Like, yeah, like, 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 granted, Disneyland didn't go, didn't get off to a great start either. However, not like very at the very least, it didn't require an entire revamp from the ground up. 
So there's that, I guess. Celebrities that appeared to you in Superstar Limo, because the idea was you were the superstar. You were driving through L.A. to get to your movie premiere or whatever. Yeah, and you would, like, bump into others. Yeah, you You would, like, bump into other celebrities, and yeah. Yeah, and they'd be like, hey, good luck. Yeah, Steven Tyler was there, isn't he? Uh, let me look here because I don't actually know. I've watched a ride through like one time. I watched a defunct land. I don't know if you've ever been on that YouTube yeah. channel. So good. Okay. Regis Philbin, Melanie Griffith, Antonio Bandera, Cindy Crawford, Tim Allen, Jackie Chan, Drew Carey, Cher, and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I'm associating uh, Steven Tyler with um, the ride in Disney World, uh, the Aerosmith ride. The um, Rock and Roller Coaster? Thank you. Yes. The Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster. But anyway, I'm, <laughs> I don't know how I got on the superstar limo tangent, but I'm glad I did. Yes. Oh my god, that's such a what? It's such a fucking ridiculous ride. Anyway, oh, now it's Eisner. a Monsters Inc. ride. It's now it's a Monsters Inc. ride, and it's better anyway, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So there's the Disney Genie. Uh. I don't know. I mean, like, I'll probably still do it only because. I mean, I'll uh, do it. <laughs> but but we'll be grumpy about it. I'll be we'll grumpy about it. it the whole, I'll write a letter to Bob Chapek the whole time I'm using it. Listen, yeah. Bob. It's me again. <laughs> I'm using this, but I'm not fucking happy about it. Yeah. You exactly. have my money, but like I cursed it before I sent it to you. Exactly. Um I do you have more Disney news? I have a little more. I thought I had one thing, simple. but then like another big thing, but I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, you go. It's fine. Okay. Sorry. Obviously... I started a big yawn while you were talking, and I thought I'd be able to hide it, but then you were so gracious. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Like, um, it, I, yeah. That's anyway. fine. Uh, Magic Keys have gone on sale, um, and oh. uh, one thing I do know about them now is they are park hopper tickets. So after Wait, 1 p.m. Wait, they're park hopper built in? Yep. So after 1 p.m., you can go to the other park. Okay. See, that changes things. Pretty decent, right? That does change things like a lot now because Park Hopper was like an extra, what, 50, 50, 60 bucks? It's, yeah, it's a stupid amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So if they, JPEG. like, well, yes. But like, okay. So, so the Park Hopper, is that available for every tier? Do we know that? Uh, that I don't know. One second. I think it is every tier, but don't let me eat my words. Let me double check here. Because um, if it's every tier, that's pretty solid. Uh, it says here, Magic Key Pass reservations are automatically park hoppers if both parks are available for that given day. Otherwise, uh-huh. they are one park per day. Yeah. But they are they default to being uh, park hoppers. Um, it doesn't say here in this Reddit thread where everybody's getting their Magic Keys that anybody was blocked out of getting that. Oh, oh, here it is. Okay. They're automatically park hoppers no matter what. If only one park shows is available, that just means you must start in that park on that day, but you'd still be able to park hop after 1 p.m. So if it is oh. not a, if like, otherwise you can park hop all day, which is fantastic. That's, yeah, so that's, great. that is actually pretty solid. Yeah, that I mean, I would probably buy a magic key and use like the lowest tier and and yeah. uh, do that for my next vacation, which is wild. Mm-hmm. But great. And especially if like, yeah, because like, if you're basically just guaranteed to be able to go to both parks without mm-hmm. having to pay the extra the extra money for the park hopper, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, I'm scrolling through Reddit trying to find more information about the magic key. Mm. I just saw a picture of Mr. Krabs lying on a pile of money, and the caption is actual photo of Bob Chapek. This is not just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Everyone's real mad. Yup. All the comments. That's, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. So what else? Uh, anyway, um, what else do I have here? Oh, the Dapper Dans are coming back, which is a big Yay! deal because they've been um, uh, quarantined this whole time. They'll be back on September 3rd for Halloween festivities. So they'll be. Oh, what are they called when they're scary? They are the. Oh, shit. Right. What are the Halloween Dapper Dans uh, uh, coming back September 3rd as uh, the Halloween festivities start? And they have this scary name. And what is it? Uh, what is it? What is it? Oh, no. I can't. I don't. Oh, cadaver dance. Cadaver dance. It's the cadaver dance. That was worth waiting for, I think. I hope you agree. <laughs> Listeners. <Thank> you. <laughs> okay, so Dapper Dance are coming back. Love the Dapper Dance. Here's another thing. If you're having a rough day, they, uh, Disneyland has released the new Princess Hotline. It is free. You can pick a princess. She'll give you a message of hope and encouragement and princessiness. Um, like I say, it's free. It's toll free. 877 Disney 877-70-DISNEY. I have not yet called this line. I could call it now and see what happens, but I'll probably call it after the episode <laughs> unless you really want me to call. So like, um, you can, you can like speak to, uh, in like a princess, you can pick a princess and just. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, a real person. I'm sure it's a re- pre-recorded thing, but you can pick Moana, Ariel, Tiana, Jasmine, or Belle. Oh, those are good choices. Yeah. Right. I think that's right. a good this is nice and diverse. Smorgasbord of princesses. Yeah. So I'll give them a call solid. afterwards and see what they have to say. I'm sure. I'm sure they're like pre-recorded messages. Like I doubt yeah. there's like a Moana actor or a friend of Moana just sitting in a call center filing her nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with That's you, but I'm funny. still curious. Okay, here's the ultimate Disney get... news. Yes. Oh, what? Oh no, you, t- you tell yours first. Like what? Oh, were you, I was what just going I was gonna say. I think that's a great idea, and I think that's I think adorable. it's a great idea too. Let's definitely call. Um, but why okay. the hell not? Continue. Here's here's the ultimate Disney news. Oh my god! New villains, new <gasps> villains have been announced for the Oogie Boogie Bash treat trails. Now, do you know how Ooh. the treat trails work, Anwar? Oh yes, they are. Yeah, just, yeah. They're just wild, ridiculous cha- opportunities to get too much goddamn candy and attention, but... <laughs> which I love or I die. <laughs> but yes, who who? Oh, okay. So wait, 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 wait. So before we so before we say who's new, let's okay. let, let let's see who was there first, like last year. Oh gosh, La- um, year, I'd have to relook time. it up, but um, they had uh, they had Oogie, Boogie. Oogie Boogie as partial um animatronic, partial real actor, super awesome. And these are all immersive treat trails, so they yeah. actually make it so it's a set that you go through. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, they Dr. had uh, Doctor Facilier. They had uh, they had the Evil Queen. I want to say not Maleficent, or maybe they had the Maleficent and not the Evil Queen. I can't remember. They had, I'm trying to remember from the vlogs that I watched, they had Evil Queen. Yeah, that makes sense yes. to me. I don't remember any green making, face paint. Because I, because people were making apple jokes. Apple jokes. Right, that makes sense yes. to me. Also, they had the Mad Hatter from the Tim Burton films. So, I'm into that. I wish they had the normal Parks Mad Hatter. I don't, I've said this before, I don't like the design of the Tim Burton Mad Hatter, but I like Johnny Depp's acting. I just don't like the design. But... I mean, my favorite face characters are Alice and the Mad Hatter in Disneyland. Yes. They're the best. Um, and I think that's really cool, though. Um, what else did they have? I don't know. I don't know what other. I think that might be all the villains they had, actually. So. I don't think. No, I think they had more. They might have had more. I, I feel like they had four treat trails and then they or something like that. And then they also had the immersive like light adventure that was Disney yeah. villain themed, but they didn't have villains on the trail itself. No. 
And I think they had I think they had other face characters just kind of around that you could just visit with. And yeah. Because like, and the I remember, insane parade. I think I remember Frollo at some point. I'm sure Frollo. Like it's just like the villains are everywhere, and that's why I'm yeah. so excited about it. If I get to go. Mm-hmm. Biden. I'm mad at a lot of old white men today. Uh, Michael Eisner, Bob Chapek, Joe Biden, you're all on my list. It's very easy to be mad at old white men. Yeah, it is. It's really I satisfying, mean, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your uh, profits. Uh, but yes, so who who do you have that is new coming to this Well, world? now I'm just mad. Okay, this is speculation because um, Disneyland has released an Instagram reel, and I'm just looking at it right now, and it here's here's the caption. Villains unite! We're welcoming three new villains to this year's hashtag Oogie Boogie Bash, a Disney Halloween party, immersive treat trails. That doesn't even make sense. Mm. Um, oh, I guess the hashtag made it grammatically incoherent, but I forgive them. Can you guess who? Pumpkin emoji. Let us know in the comments. That's my, that's my Disney announcer voice. Okay, so it's a little video. It's at Pix- the entrance of Pixar Pier with lots of mist at night, and the camera pans down. And first, we see the baby with the um, with the sh- with the hair pulled out, and the um, oh, what do you call it? The uh, the she she's got the little spider legs from Toy Story. What's that metal, um, the toy called that you make those uh, metal legs out of? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I know but you know I, that I, thing I... where you build stuff out of the metal. Yeah, I know what it is. That I, that I think that toy was like exclusively in like the late '80s, early '90s, and then like yeah. never, never happened again. Yeah, I never but see I, it I'm, anymore. But I know the one you're talking about. You it's know like the one the, I mean. The, yeah, the little spider, spider baby. legs. Yeah, spider baby with the claws and the and the baby doll head that's like yeah, missing yeah. an eye from yeah. um from uh, Toy, Story. Toy Story. And uh, so I assume, and so does the internet, that it's Sid. From Toy Story, oh. which is fascinating. Sid? I would have liked... Of all characters? Of all characters. But who else could it be? Because the baby's not a villain. The baby's a victim. Yeah. Like, who else could it be? I mean, I would have guessed maybe Lotso Huggin' Bear would have been really no. good, similar no. to Oogie Boogie, but he's not relevant to the baby with spider legs, so I think it no. must be Sid. Unless, of course, they actually bring out the baby with spider legs and they but just do it. And the they baby with spider legs isn't a villain. And, like, it's such, it's like a big thing in the movie. Like, don't judge a book by its cover, right? Like, so yeah. I hope not. And, yeah. Well, no, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so then after the baby, and I'm pretty sure, like, maybe it's the baby, maybe it's Sid. We have no way of knowing. But, like, mm-hmm. it's something Toy Story. Um, then the camera pans over um, after the baby. And uh, we're looking at... Um, uh, what looks to me like one of Cruella's gowns from the new movie. Okay. And uh, with on a mannequin uh, with a Dalmatian background, so it must be Cruella. It's the red, um, the red one that's a mermaid dress. Okay. And so I assume uh, Emma Stone version of Cruella, or maybe the normal Disney Parks version of Cruella. Love Cruella. Happy about that. Um, it would be interesting to see a face character version of Cruella that doesn't have the giant polar bear coat or whatever it is. That would be interesting, yeah. I th- and th- I think this would be a great opportunity for them to use that version of Cruella. Me too. Right? Fashionable it, as hell. Yeah, because also like the, they used this opportunity to use the uh, the alternate version of Mad Hatter. Yes. Right? So, that's true. I mean, I mean we deserve this. I want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, then the third one is the one I'm really excited about, Anwar. I'm going to try not to be obnoxious about this reveal because I'm like excited as hell. All right, so we're looking at the mannequin, and then the camera pans over, and then it's, like, pixelated lines, like on an old 50s TV, maybe? And then there's a director's chair and a cackle, and on the back of the director's chair is written Agatha. Okay. Oh. 
all right that's pretty that's pretty great like i could just squeak like just forever because it's gonna be a tree trail at avengers campus obviously and it's gonna be immersive wandavision tree trail and we're there's nothing i can do I that's gonna to be get... pretty great Ah, oh, man. I That's just, I think it's so exciting. I have no problem. My comments are just that it's awesome. Awesome job, everybody. Everybody go home. Perfect Halloween for Fairleth. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, the only thing is, I mean, this is a little personal. I'm not supposed to talk about my personal life on the podcast, but I have to vent and you're trapped here. Mm-hmm. So um, our whole plan was to go to um, Disneyland the first week of October. We knew we'd be well into being double vaccinated. We knew mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. else would be getting vaccinated. We mm-hmm. knew that the borders would have to be open after Labor Day. And the border is not open. Um, it's not going to be open for Labor Day. They said the next time they're going to look at it is September 21st. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, it's not legal to drive over the border, but it is legal to fly over the border. Which and is I'm, in and of itself a bonkers thing. It's bonkers. Continue. But like... If you were me and you found the $250 round trip flight from YVR to LAX on your dates of your vacation, would you still go? 100%. Well, that's very promising because, like, I feel like I want to, (laughs) but I don't want the optics to be bad and I don't want to do something foolish. But also, like, I have two vaccines. I love wearing a mask. It means that, like, no one can see what I'm doing back there. I mean, like, okay, well, like... (laughs) I flew to and from Toronto. Oh, yeah. How was that? Right. That was fine. Nice. Uh, every, everyone on the plane was masked except for, like, a couple people while they were sitting in, like, in their chairs. Yeah. Um, but, like, the vast majority of the flight, everybody was masked. Uh, also, the flight is longer than the trip to L.A. because the trip to L.A. is two, two and a half hours. Uh, yeah. Two hours and 50 minutes, it said on my estimated yeah. today. And, yeah. And so, like, I... And also for 250 bucks round trip, I mean, yeah, do yeah. it. Honest, yeah. Honestly, I was up in the air about why you were deciding to drive down there in the first place. And that was why. the reason, actually, just because we thought the airport, like, being in the car and being outside and, like, it, like we thought it would just be a little safer than going to the airport. But uh, that, well, the that was literally actually, the reason. Well, the airport's actually generally pretty okay. I mean, like, well, yeah. Mind you, I did I did uh, domestic, so the domestic and the domestic was fine. The domestic, yeah. Was fine. Everybody like you stay masked in the in the airport, and you're basically masked until you leave. Totally. Um. So yeah, I think I think you just need to take a look at your comfort level. Yeah. And just like uh, and just reassess and assess with other people and everybody else that you're going to go on that trip with and be like, hey, how do y'all feel about flying instead totally. of driving? Right? I feel like, I mean, yeah, gas would be like five hundred dollars anyway, right? If two t- if two plane tickets are five hundred dollars, I don't know. It's just it's all so confusing. But I've is. been so careful, and I haven't done anything in so long. I mean, I would just reassess with everyone, and then be like, "You want to do it?" And then, yeah, because I mean, like, yeah. if I were if I were you, I would one hundred percent do it. Well, I like that because I generally trust you and think you're a pretty wise fellow. I mean, you should see the wise face Anwar's making. It's sage and wise <laughs> and wizened. Is it wizened or wizened? It's wizened and wizened. It's incredible. <laughs> well, cool. anyway. 
Thanks for the advice. I mean, I mean that just if anybody is listening to this podcast for the Disney news about Disney parks, um, that's the deal right now is you cannot drive over the border. And thank Mm -hmm. you for talking to me about it. Anyway, that's all my Disney news. I just my my thing is really the reason I brought it up then is I desperately want to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash now that I know that Agatha Harkness is the person there. Like that's that's pretty wild. Like, what's going to happen? Like, do I exciting. have to experience it via vlog? Because if I do, I'm going to write Bob Chapek another letter. And eventually, <laughs> he's going to have so many letters from me. <laughs> he's not going to know what to do. But it's funny because that one particular letter will have technically nothing to do with him. It'll just be a vent. I'll be like, okay, Bob, <laughs> it's me again. Bob, Why I'm haven't... just mad at I'm, well, mad I'm, mad, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at the world. Where is my Disney park in Canada? Why have you not made, um, what, what could we even call it? Disney Disneyland uh, North? Disneyland North, yeah. Yeah, put it in like the Vancouver area. Um, <laughs> put it in the footprint of Playland because Playland's a hot mess. And give that to me and then I won't bother you anymore, Mr. There's Chapek. There's not nearly enough space. There's not nearly okay. enough space. What about this? Okay, so we use the entire Pacific National Exhibition grounds, and then we also use underground. And so we put all the ride buildings underground, because technically the exhibition grounds are, I think, a little bigger than the original footprint of the actual, like, uh, not the show buildings, but the park space of Disneyland. My mom told me that. It could be wrong. It doesn't seem like it's... It, no, because it's so there's easy There's so many walk. tricks and false perspectives. <laughs> But I, I mean, like all the PNE grounds. I mean, including Rollerland, including like the Coliseum, no, all that stuff. I don't no, know. I know. the pro- The problem is, is that you have such a set, fixed area. Because how are you going? How is it going to expand if it decide if they decide to expand it? You can't. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, they also have that problem in California. Anyway, they're uh, not going to let me have it. Doesn't matter. I'm never going to get my Canadian Disneyland. France gets one. I mean, France. Fucking France. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Anyway. So is that it for Disney News then? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot more Disney rants. How much time you got? I mean. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have any more Disney rants. (laughs) (laughs) But Bob Chapek, if you're listening, call me. Bob Chapek's a butt. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So on to the main topic of this episode which admittedly kind of feels like it's just talking about disneyland which i'm okay with honestly uh but yes sleeping beauty so 1959 1959 interestingly well after four years after disneyland opened um Mm -hmm. and well after they named the castle sleeping beauty castle Mm -hmm. so there you go because they worked on the movie for a decade i learned today yeah, this movie was a long time coming. Yeah, they recorded the voices in 1952 for a 1959 release. Bonkers. Shook. Yep. Uh, so, yes, as I mentioned earlier, this is the third Disney princess film that we have, uh, of course, pre- uh, preceded by Snow White and Cinderella. Mm. Uh, and in watching this movie, it considering the other films that we've seen in this period in the silver age mm-hmm. it does it feels different i agree with you right like it feels like such a different movie i was watching it and i was like oh shit there's like way more to this movie than i remember mm-hmm. like they're like of course we all remember we all remember like the main the main plot of the fact that aurora gets like taken away because they're afraid she's going to poke her finger on a spindle and then she gets she comes back to the kingdom 
she pokes her finger anyway, you know, and then Philip uh, kills Maleficent and then kisses her and it's all great. Mm-hmm. But like everything else that happens in between it, like all these major plot points, there's a lot that happens in this movie that I completely forgot about almost. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I didn't know that was the end of your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the movie is funny. Like the plot is very thin. Um, dark fairy doesn't get invited to party, comes to party <laughs> to make a point, curses baby. Baby grows up. They try to mitigate the curse and they can't because you can't stop a curse. Then um, but also Maleficent literally just makes a spindle appear. Mm-hmm. She's like, fuck it. I'll do it myself. Seems like cheating. But also like, hey, <laughs> it kind of seems like cheating, doesn't it? Yeah, she almost failed too. Like the the bird just happened to hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the thing is that like, I feel like this movie would have been very very different if Flora and Meriwether had just gotten their heads out of their asses. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, this movie is beautiful, like a painting. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful like a painting. I could watch it all day on mute. Um, I could also watch it all day with the soundtrack. Like, don't let me, like, don't get me wrong. This is my favorite Disney princess movie because it's so stunning. Like, literally mm. just so visually appealing that I love it watching it over gorgeous. and over. It is gorgeous. And it's also bite size. It's very short. Mm-hmm. Um, Hour 15. So, like, Sleeping Beauty herself, Briar Rose, doesn't have a ton of lines. She's 18 lines in the movie. I mean, Dumbo talks less, whatever. Um, mm. And she that's not counting her singing. Mm-hmm. So she also sings. But this movie, she's not, I don't think she's really the protagonist. Exactly. I don't think she's the protagonist either. No. I agree. I don't she's think the, she really is. She's the MacGuffin. She's the brief, briefcase from Pulp Fiction. You know the briefcase from Pulp Fiction? She's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. What's That's in the what case? I mean. What's in the case? What's in um, the case? But the, the protagonists are very fauna, flora, and merryweather. And the thing, the other thing is, Prince Philip could be the protagonist, but he's not because he does barely anything for himself. The pr- the fairies do everything for him. Did you notice that in this rewatch? I really noticed that. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't do anything. He, he doesn't, doesn't do even shit. kill Malefic- Maleficent. If you really want to get down to brass tacks about it, yeah, the fairies enchant the sword to definitely kill Maleficent if he yep. throws it. Yep. So, like, what's the point? Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, it's fine. Like, I'm not mad about it, but it is odd. Yeah, it's it's interesting seeing it back and you're like, oh, yeah, like, everybody else is kind of useless. Yeah. Like, Everybody's not having, everyone's just a little useless. Yeah, and it's like. Like, when Maleficent showed up, why didn't they say, oh, yeah, sorry, your invitation got lost in the mail. Grab a plate, get some Mickey waffles, girl. Instead, they, mm-hmm. like, insult her in front of the entire court of the king. Like, what a stupid thing to do. Yeah, and then, like, well, and it was Meriwether. She's like, because you weren't wanted. It's like, why don't you shut the fuck up, Meriwether? And Maleficent's like, oh, I just thought it was a grand oversight. And it's just like, yeah, like, I I can see why people really, really dig Maleficent because she is so like, oh. She's hot. All right. Well, I'm just going to be like, like, obvious. I know why y'all didn't want me here because I am me. Because nah, I'm, I'm cooler than you. Because I'm powerful and shit, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm the mistress of evil and everything, but I'm super cool. <laughs> and yeah, and then like she just like places the curse on the baby and then like fucks off. So it's like, cool. Now we all have to panic. Yeah. It's very, yeah. But you're right. Like, I, it's, it's interesting watching it back and be like, yeah, like I, as much as Aurora is like, I, both Aurora and Philip are iconic in the, from this film, 
I feel like they only are because they are the Disney prince and princess. Right? Yeah. Because otherwise, Flora and Fauna and Manyweather are, are like the main characters of this film. We yeah. follow them, really. Exactly. You don't stay with Aurora while she's in a coma. You follow the fairies. Yeah. A very long third act if you stayed with Aurora. Just, <laughs> just her just, just lying there. Right. Just in silence. Gorgeously. Yeah. It's yeah, you're right. It is it's crazy. But then and then like Like it's not a complaint, it's just a funny way to structure the movie is all. Yeah. It and it and it's just interesting that like Aurora and Philip are the ones that really took off. Like they're the face characters, they're the iconic characters of this film. Maleficent, I can understand because she's the villain, you know, and of course the villains are are also just as iconic. But like I kind of feel bad that Flora Fauna and Merriweather have just been kind of like more or less forgotten sidelined yeah yeah even though it's like oh by the way no this whole movie is really about them and like yeah you know them making a decision to try and save the baby and then kind of following through with that and like succeeding for 16 years until flora until uh flora and merryweather get into their little spell casting battle because they can't decide whether to make the dress blue or pink and then uh, the crow, who we don't have a name for, Maleficent just refers I looked to it, it as up. his pet. Um, his name is technically Diablo, but I mean, it's not in the movie, so I don't know why his name is Diablo, no. but technically it is. All right. Well, Diablo is flying by, sees all the magic, comes down, is like, oh, I found them. And then like, and then when Aurora re- uh, arrives, you know, after having her little dance sequence with who we, who we as, as the audience know is Prince Philip, because obviously... Uh, but of course she doesn't know that. And so like she comes back and then they tell her, Oh, by the way, you're a princess. You have to go like back to the kingdom and you can't marry this guy. And she's all distraught. I mean, like, first off, I did think it was a little overdramatic of her to be like, I promised him I would see him in the evening. Oh no, my life is ruined. I mean, like, am I wrong? No, I think she overreacted. I don't know. Do you think she overreacted? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would understand being super bummed, being like, I found my first crush or my first love. And now you're telling me I can't see him. But then, like, basically to carry that sadness all the way back to the castle. I think if I was told I had to leave everything I ever knew and everything I knew was a lie and I had to start being a princess tomorrow and I met the first dude I ever wanted to bang that very day, I'd be pretty upset. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Her life does basically shift and does do a big 180. That's not even her name. That's like, true, she's yeah. Just like, Suddenly oh, she's like, oh, you can't like, be called Briar Rose anymore. Like, Why? Yeah, and like, she was wait. just a simple country girl. Like, it's not like they were uh, preparing her to lead a country. No. Which is France, incidentally. Is it France? I thought it was Germany. I looked it up. I, I thought it was oh, Germany no, we, as well. We, 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 yeah, we figured this out last time. <laughs> yeah, it they is, play the original French album in the score. Uh, French album. French, French alf- anthem. French anthem in the score. That's how oh, I knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Um. Yeah. Also, a lot of the score is based on Tchaikovsky's Sleeping Beauty Ballet. Did you know that? Yes. I did not know that. Which was beautiful. I knew that a couple of weeks ago because Jamie told me, because I know Jamie's going to listen to this, and I cannot lie and, and be like, Jamie didn't tell me two weeks ago. But before that, uh, I had no idea. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's why the music itself also sounds very different so in this gorgeous. film. I, I love it, though. That was, that was something I 
definitely noticed. I was like, this music is too good. Like, it's this too is good. too good. Right? Yeah. Like, there, the story is weird because, like, the prince doesn't really do anything for himself. And, like, every time he fucks up, the fairies just save his ass and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care because it's just so gorgeous all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gorgeous all the time. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's beautiful. And, like, everything uh, everything having to do with uh, the background is beautiful. Even the anima- the character animations are gorgeous. Uh, like I know Aurora was direct, uh, I think what's it called? Um, uh, animated, like direct animated, like the, 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 the directing animators. I don't know if there's an easier way to say that, uh, was Mark Davis, who, you know, is iconic. Uh, I believe he's one of the, uh, yeah, he was one of, he was one of Walt's nine old men who was the directing animator for Aurora and Maleficent. And then for the three good fairies, it was Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson. So like you've got some pretty solid animators in this movie are working on this film. So I think that's definitely why so much of it was just like gorgeous, at least in terms of the animation. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, there's been lots of gorgeous Disney movies since. Uh, It's no secret that I don't like CGI animation as much as 2D animation. I do not think it is as expressive. And I think they took a real step back Chapek, Eisner, Iger, you can all suck it. Um, when it comes to animating women especially, I find that the women animated in the CGI style all look exactly the freaking same. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna, yeah. Elsa, <clears throat> Rapunzel. I mean, Moana. Moana frankly, Moana, Moana looks, looks just... Little, looks she, a little more different. She looks a little different, think, but also the same. Yeah, I think the only reason why we can see some actual differences in her is because they tried really hard to make her look different because of the fact that they had to make her a Pacific Islander. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she's a little thicker too, but like the, yeah. the giant eyeballs in the giant skull is getting old for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like in 2D animation, that is how they animate women, but not in the same bobbleheady way. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, oh, this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, do you, are there any 2D animated Disney features that you like the look of better because i have like a couple but none are so ethereally beautiful but i'm wondering what you think i mean there are a few that i think are just spectacular to look at um like for example uh like i think the lion king is does a really good job because a lot of the visuals and set pieces i think are really nice especially during um uh, the I just can't wait to be king sequence. Stunning. I think it's beautiful. Um, and like seeing all the animals going around are, are gorgeous. Um, I just had Atlantis is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It, but also because it is such a unique animation. Totally. Like you we've never seen another type of film animated in the style of Atlantis, the Lost Empire. It reminds me of a Don Bluth movie. Do you find that? It's a little Don Bluth, yes. A, yeah. a little bit. Not like not all... not at like just a little bit. Not not yeah, like it... Don Bluth did this, but like, huh. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely outside of what we what we normally yeah. see. Somebody um... saw all dogs go to heaven. I know that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um also the transformation sequence in Princess and the Frog. Oh yeah, kiss, and then they Princess transform. and the Frog is stunning. I was thinking of Princess and the Frog and Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is really cool because uh, so much of the set is just basically watercolor. The watercolor backgrounds. We haven't seen it since Bambi. I'm obsessed. I just like yeah. Lilo and Stitch better than Bambi because of the body positivity animated into those women. But also just the movie is 
inherently bad. Stunning. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> not that Bambi's not a good movie, but it's, it is. If, I, if we're going to compare the two, Lilo If I had to Stitch, take one to a desert island, it would be Lilo and Stitch. Like, you're going to take Lilo and Stitch. That's Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so you're right. Just visually, I think this movie did really, really well. And I think that's why it super stands out as, like, something separate from, like, the rest of the uh, Silver Age. Because, like, if we really want to compare it, compare it to the rest of the Silver Age. Uh, like, what what were the other ones that we got? I'm, my, my brain. My brain. Your brain? My brain. More so, Silver Age movies? Is that what you want? Yeah. So it's so you it's easily comparable to Cinderella, I think, only really because they're both princess movies. And I feel like the princess movies have a certain level of attention and care and quality to them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think I think those two are pretty comparable. Alice... I feel like with Alice, they just were just kind of like trying to really hammer in like just the eccentric nature of the story itself. Yeah, there is a lot in. Um, I should have mentioned this actually. There's a lot in the animation of Alice in Wonderland I do not care for at all. Mm. Um, and that is the black and white backgrounds in a lot of the scenes. I don't like them. Okay, that's fair. I don't. Uh, I, it always looks like an error to me. It looks like it looks mm. like it's it's wrong, and I guess it's not. But I don't think it was a good choice. Mm. Uh. Peter Pan, I think, is just kind of okay. I mean, there's nothing particularly spectacular about the animation of that movie. It feels very, mm-hmm. like... I like the sparkles, the pixie dust. Yeah, the sparkles are great. Um, but all in all, I think... I don't want to say that the animation is subpar, because it's not. But it's not to the level of, like, Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Lady and the Tramp, kind of the same thing. It's cute. It's nice. The, the dogs are adorable and... And I want to pet them all. Uh, and then you have 101 Dalmatians, which is which like takes an entirely different trip. Well, it's got that sketchy look to it, like yeah. the Aristocats had. Yeah, which admittedly I really enjoy. Like I, really I enjoy love the it too. Of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, if you didn't know, like um, those who you are listening, I know you would know this, Anwar. But like uh, that sketchy look of a lot of the Disney, the later Disney animated stuff, is from uh, lack of budget. But I like the look. Hmm. Yeah, you're right because like. <laughs> Again, all the money was going to building a theme park for in, in, in and going to that. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then Sword in the Stone is kind of the same idea. It kind of has that sketchy look as well. And so does the yeah. Jungle Book. Like, I don't want to say the quality diminished because you're right. I feel it like changed. it changed. Yeah. I feel like it has a certain level of. Movement? It's, it, maybe it's like the, the the animation of the of the latter three films of the of the Silver Age aren't poor quality. They're just a different technique. I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what I read today is that they photocopied the pencil sketches onto the cells instead of just yes. inking the cells, and that got that sketchy look. But I love it. I think it makes it, the, all the characters look like they're moving more. Um, yeah. Just interestingly, gives it texture. Yeah, and I know that some of the animators had actually pointed when they first saw Hundred and One Dalmatians because they can see some of their sketch lines. Some of them were actually really excited about that because it's like, oh yeah, no, like th- that's that's my handwork. That's me. Right, so they were able to like super really connect with it. Anyway, we'll talk about Hundred One Dalmatians when we get to it. I'm excited uh, though. Yeah, but yeah, just think but, of like, all the live action movies we get to watch with oh that one. Oh my god, it's gonna be mm. like five. Yeah, so many. <laughs> it's not and five, so many but. sequels. Hundred and two Dalmatians. Hundred and a half Dalmatians. Hundred and one. Eight hundred Dalmatians. All the all the Dalmatians. Um, <laughs> Hundred and one Dalmatians. Three. All the Dalmatians. All the dogs. Um. But yeah, and so like just 
I think this this is definitely the last film I think that has this certain quality to it, or at least this certain aesthetic to it, right? Where yeah. everything was very seemed very classic, and I think that's why people tend to forget that these latter three films, Hundred and One, Sword in the Stone, and uh, and Jungle Book, are actually all part of the same age mm-hmm. because after Sleeping Beauty, everything kind of changes, yeah. right? Because Absolutely. after this, this is after this, this is where we get the the like the repeat animations right yeah. this is where we get that this is and i think it's just because uh you're right just the budget just they just yep. didn't have any money sleeping beauty almost bankrupted the studio like walt yeah. made them redo a bunch of the sequences a bunch of times like it cost six million dollars i want to say yeah but fucking pulled in uh 51.6 million in the wow. United, in the u.s and canada so like i want to say they kind of made their money back yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah so and uh we have we have another uh so i really liked the music of this movie again because and i think hardly because it was it, it was heavily inspired and adapted from uh, tchaikovsky's ballet mm-hmm. and i mean like we know tchaikovsky tchaikovsky is a brilliant composer and so like having some of this score in this film was a brilliant choice and I agree. It, and I think it certainly elevates it because this I agree. like like this music this this score was definitely next level. Oh yeah. I think it's wonderful. I think it is mm-hmm. wonderful. I I know it's not possible to use more Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky scores. Oh, I can't say it. Mm-hmm. Um tch- fuck. Never mind. Um, more of his chick. Yes, exactly. I yes. can't do it today. I usually can. Um, <laughs> but that's why Fantasia exists, I guess. Yes. Uh, is it because of his uh, the estate? What? No, it's just um, most of his ballets don't line up with the movies they'd be making is all. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why? Why can't they use them? Why can't they use his scores anymore? But no. that's a fair they... point. Oh, because they're yeah. not making movies based on his stuff. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I guess the I guess the last one they did was the Nutcracker that that weird Nutcracker in the Four Realms movie they did. Oh yeah, we're like what Anne Hathaway or someone weird is in it? I don't know. Is it Nutcracker? In that? No, is it's someone it? like no. Anne Hathaway. Let me let me look right here. Yeah, it's no, 2018 we're, movie. We're thinking Alice. We're thinking Alice. But she there was this one woman who played the Sugar Plum Fairy. It was someone yeah. famous. Yeah. But who was it? Let's look right now, just just for the sake of my Kira Knightley. That's it. Oh, Kira. We mm-hmm. like her, though. But like a bunch of famous people got shoehorned into this movie. Holy <laughs> heck. Jack Whitehall's in it. I, uh, sure. Morgan Freeman, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant. Good. He's everywhere lately. Matthew yeah. McFadden. Fa- mm. How do you say that? McFadden. Mm. Um, lots of people. Lots of people in the movie. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, I mean, watch it. It's yeah. really good. That's Is it. it. Oh, no, I don't mean Nutcracker. I mean, sorry. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen it, but I doubt it's good. Um, I doubt it's good. Yeah, no, okay. I, I meant watch Sleeping Beauty. Sorry. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and uh, so we have the music's great. The song itself. Uh, it, there's only one song in this movie. Oh, yeah, I guess. There is only the one song. I know you. Once Upon. Um, uh, wait. Yeah. Once Upon a Dream. Yeah. That's the only once song in this movie. Once Upon a Dream. Really. I mean, like, there's, like, other, like, um, uh, vocal sequences in it. Like, when, uh, uh, when, uh, the, when the fairies are giving their gifts to Aurora, 
they bestow the gifts and then it like goes into this like weird ethereal like animation and then you have like this beautiful choir kind of like fi- finishing the spell more or less which i thought was kind of cute but yeah like this movie only has one song at least one yeah. like iconic well no it is only the one song it's just once upon a dream but it's so good oh it's beautiful no yes yes why do yeah, they, they don't that, sing again they just sing another? it more than once yeah they sing they it sing in it a the lot opening credits they sing it in the opening credits and then, then Philip uh, sings his version and Aurora sings her version. Yeah. Well, Aurora starts off that version and then Philip comes in and yeah. they make it a duet. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's I, that's interesting. It's interesting that there's only one song in this movie, really. Yeah, but it doesn't Can, seem like it because of all the ballet score. Yeah, because of all the score and everything. And honestly, I think it. I think that's fine. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't really need a, another song. No, I agree. I think it's fine yeah. the way it is. It's very short. Yeah. Uh, I really want to talk about the fact that, like, King Stefan, uh, is just, like, uh, this, like, charming old man with a really long face, giant mustache, giant eyebrows, and then the queen is, like, this gorgeous, beautiful, like, ethereal-looking woman. But of course. And I'm, like, punching a little bit above the belt, aren't you there, bud? Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's a king, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that carries some weight. My gosh, that <laughs> that just, just tradition of animating women to all be the same, waspish, wasted, and like hiring women to all look the same as yeah. close as you can, and then casting men who look interesting or animating men that look interesting—it's problematic. Now, Walt, I'm talking to you. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, Walt, stop doing that. Yeah, Walt. <laughs> but I guess you're right. Yeah, because like that. That's just kind of the men and, are allowed and, to look interesting. That's all. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not that the queen didn't look interesting. Oh yeah, I, but like you know what I mean. Like of course yeah. she's beautiful, but like men are allowed to look different from each other, I and guess. to have I, more character to their faces. Because like if there was a female version of what the king's face was like, the character would have been a villain, right? I suppose. Yeah. Because I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a good point. Meh. Nah. Meh. Yeah. But I mean, like, even Prince Philip was animated to be super pretty. He was, he's fucking hot. He's very Philip. pretty. He and yeah. I, he can get it. I he did can think. get it. I did, <laughs> I did think that it was nice that, like, Flora Fauna and, Manu, and Meriwether were animated to be, to be bigger, bigger women, but also were seen in a very positive and. I like, agree. They did stuff. Way. Yeah, right. They, they were did, older like, women well, I mean, taking they charge. The kingdom. They didn't just do exactly. Stuff. They saved the kingdom. So yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. Cool. Also, this movie passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, because like when they're all when they're all hanging out together, what are they talking about? They're talking about making a cake. Yeah, and they're talking and about other doing women stuff for Aurora and dresses. They don't talk about men very often at all. That's a very good point. I dig it. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. We dig that. Well, Anwar, how many... Um, okay, so the scoring rubric this this time is uh-huh. how many kisses, consensual kisses out of 10 would you give this film? Uh, I would give this film probably a good, like, 7, 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, w- I, would give it, I would give it 8 out of 10 consensual kisses. I would give Prince mm-hmm. Philip 10 out of 10 consensual kisses plus more. I'm sure you would. Oh, that's we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to talk about the the whole like the whole kissing thing at the end. Oh yeah. Okay. Look. Look. Okay. 
Okay. okay so you, you, you okay. as a, you as a femme person, you take it away. I am a femme person and I'm a feminist hardcore. And I think if the key to breaking the spell is true love's kiss, just kiss the girl. Do it. That's what I think. If I were sleeping and no one could ask my consent and the only way to break the spell was kissing me, fucking kiss me. Also, I want to point out, the two of them had met each other already. Yes, they did. The two and of them she had... super wanted to kiss that she guy. She super wanted to kiss him. So, like, the two of them had already met. They had already made this the the love connection. Well, you know, for fairy tale sake, love connection. Yeah. They already wanted to pursue each other. That was established. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like... And then once he sees that Aurora, that the one that the fairies are going to send him to kiss is in fact the girl that he was falling for in the first place. Like, like, yeah, to me, to me, this doesn't seem like an issue in terms of like, in terms of consent or anything like that, because I feel like at that point it was already well established that the two of them were getting together in the first place. Yeah. I mean, that was their intention. The intention was for them to get to, they wanted to get together. I also think very specifically they planned out the story so Aurora and Philip would meet beforehand to mitigate that problem. And I mean... Well, I mean, this is the 1950s. Oh, sure. But I mean, I also think, like, it just seems to me like they they have the original fairy tale. They're like, okay, these people have Mm. to meet before they kiss because otherwise how is it true love's kiss? And then they they had this whole (laughs) plot come out, right? Mm, Like, I'm not saying they were doing it because they're like, we have to be feminist, but more like, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's make this make sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, this version, so this film, uh, the story is adapted from, I think, spe- more specifically the Brothers Grimm's version, because apparently yes. there are a few version, a few versions of this story. Totally. Uh, there's, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's either Sleeping Beauty uh, or Little Briar Rose, which is the German version. And I think that's why I thought it was German, because there's a version of the story that is based in Germany. Hmm. Uh yes, but uh, but the title Sleeping Beauty is from the French version. Uh, I cannot for the life of me remember where the Brothers Grimm were based out of, because from what I remember, the the Brothers Grimm were like travelers. I yeah, think. I don't know. I, I don't think know they much were just like them. wanderers and stuff. Um, but yes, but uh, it's based on Sleeping Beauty by Charles Perrault and Little Briar Rose by the Brothers Grimm. Cute. Uh, so I think they just kind of took uh, aspects of these stories. So like in Peralt's version, a similar idea, uh, king and queen long, long for a child. They get the child. This one has seven good fairies who are invited to be godmothers. Oh, yeah. They were originally going to have all seven in the Disney movie, but they decided not to. That's too many. It's too many. Too many. Uh, and then soon after, an old fairy enters the palace and is seated with a plate of fine china and a crystal drinking glass. But then she's, of course, overlooked. Uh, and yeah, so they all offer, uh, they'll offer everything. And then uh, the seventh fairy who in this film is Maleficent, uh, is like, oh no, sorry, I'm a liar. The evil fairy is, uh, is all upset, puts the curse on her. And then the seventh fairy is the one who tries to reverse the curse, but instead changes the curse, which in the film version is of course, Meriwether. Uh, apparently... Instead of dying, the princess would fall into a deep sleep for a hundred years to be awakened by a king's son, which is her gift of protection. Right. And so then, yeah, it looks like, uh, of course, some minor things were shifted around. But like one of the the big aspects, I think, are just basically that uh, 
Aurora was cursed by an evil fairy, and then basically the king just destroyed all of the spindles. Yeah. Which is kind of the thing, yeah. Because that looks like to be... Giant bonfire kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Although apparently, in the Brothers Grimm version, it may have been an evil mother-in-law. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, I'm at 1% battery laptop charge, and we're at an hour and 15 minutes, so I have to wrap things up. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, yeah, well, yeah. Great movie. Watch Watch it. Watch it a hundred times. It's really fucking good. It's really fucking good. Watch the movie. What's next week, Emma? Um, Now, this is, here's the thing. Do we want to do Maleficent? Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Because, I mean, that's technically... Sequel? Technic- it's not the sequel. Well, it's it's, te- it's like a remake, live it's action a, remake yeah. from Maleficent's point of view. And then there's a sequel to that, right? Yes. I've never seen either of them. Okay. So let's do Maleficent next week. Because, honestly, I kinda, I actually kind of liked it. But right. I'm, but I'm a, fa- I'm, but I'm a fan of just the general idea of if you're going to remake something, do something different with it. And they decided to do something really different with this. And that's interesting because I do not share that opinion. So I'll be very like usually of remakes ah. that that like retool the story. Like usually that that strikes me when it's a Broadway musical remake. I'm like, why did you change the whole story if the movie oh, is good yeah. enough to make a new musical in the first place? But we'll get to that. Yes. All right. Anyway, so yeah, Sleeping Beauty, it's great. Eight out of ten consensual kisses. Yes. (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Catch us on the socials. Oh, catch us on the socials. Unbuy. Say them. Uh, uh, Cast underscore Diz (laughs) for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Discast. Fantabulous. See you there. Comment. Bye. Bye.